so she got stuck yeah like her got stuck her hand got stuck yeah she got stuck like trying to get her turd out of the window oh my god pack I, it up i mean i need to i, I would have gnawed I my arm know. off And welcome, welcome back, back to, to Give, Give It, it to, to Me Straight. Wow, John, did you like that I joined you there? No, not really. Why not? Because it's my thing. We're a team. We do things <laughs> together. together. <laughs> Hello, everybody. What's going on? Anywho, what's going on? What's new? <laughs> what's the 411, Al? I feel like not, there's nothing actually new because it's just like the same thing. Editing, weddings editing weddings yeah yeah that's it family time we'll sprinkle in some tiktoks if we have a minute (laughs) (laughs) like we gotta get a tiktok in there that's like the one good thing about tiktok is that they're quick and easy to make but not all of them some of them yeah it depends all right well before we get into today's topic let's go through it what What is your (laughs) low and high i guess i'll start with my low I just feel like I see this every weekend and the more that I am around it, the more it hurts my heart. The amount of wedding cake that is wasted every weekend. Oh, you did make it a point. We're at the wedding last weekend. You turned to me like, this is my low. Yes, because it's like trays of plates that like, I think the annoying thing is like when you don't the actually staff, know they're throwing it out though. They could be the staff no, could be but eating like in the back. If it hits the table, like if they serve it to the guests and the guests are out dancing and they don't eat their cake, or sometimes like they're bringing guests like several slices of cake. I can't believe I'm this passionate about wedding cake, but then they bring it back and I know they they're not eating it like because it's already been at the table. No. Nope. Nope. I'm sorry. From an insider, which I did do wedding catering so did in I. college. You did wedding it's catering. Against, it's against health cult code. Who gives a shit? I when I when they brought stuff back because I was like cleaning in the back. Oh, I I crushed all that cake. Yeah, but you don't know. I think it, it's fine to crush cake that hasn't hit a guest table. No, it did hit the guest table. If you're not actually putting a fork in the cake and it was just sitting on the table like a fresh piece. Oh yeah, we ate it. Well, I hope so because it really hurts my soul thinking that all of that cake ends up in the trash because well, I want it. some of that cake did. I mean, there was like a hundred <laughs> pieces of cake. There's no way there was a hundred staff oh, that gosh, night. It's just so much cake. And I just love cake so much. That cake was, it was a cannoli. Yes, it was so good. It was rich and it was moist. Oh my God, it was so good. Here's the thing with that. I never ate sweets. I never ate sweets. I mean, then I started hanging out with you and now I'm like, mm, cake <laughs> is interesting. every wedding, I'm like, you have to eat their wedding cake. You have to try it. Cake, ice cream. <laughs> cake, what is? Cake, ha- cake, I don't know what's cake. happening to me. I'm starting to get a little sweet tooth. Yeah, well, because sweet things are delicious. Shout out Why? to my mom, Lynn. Her coconut cake is like the best thing oh, I've ever had in my true. life. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that is on another level but yeah wedding cake uh if we ever shoot your wedding catch me eating a piece of cake because i have to try one from every wedding and if you don't have wedding cake you have to have some sort of dessert oh like the donut wall yeah because not everyone i guess is a wedding cake. there's fan, something that's to be said about the donut walls though. a lot of times they're not like it's hit or miss it, it depends yeah. when they put them out because sometimes they just get so stale or cold donuts are usually cold <laughs> what <laughs> How often are you eating a warm donut? All the time. I love warm Unless donuts. Unless you go to like Krispy Kreme. But Who the like, fuck wants a cold donut? Just like a, a room temperature donut. As long as it's not stale. If there's like drizzling uh, chocolate sauce or strawberry sauce, I want it warm. You're like... Like a cookie. I want a cookie that comes right out of the oven. When was the last time you actually had a warm donut? 
I don't know. <laughs> but it sounds like that's way better than a cold donut. I'm telling again, unless like you go to Krispy Kreme when the red light is on and they're like warm donuts, you're not eating warm donuts. That's what that light means. Yeah. I thought that means they're giving away donuts. <laughs> no, that means that they were like fresh out of the oven. I'm pretty know, sure. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. But I this might spark some controversy here. I like Dunkin' Donuts better. Like than, their donuts? Or, yeah. I could tell you what I don't like. Dunkin' Donuts piss coffee. Yeah, their coffee is it's so it's bad. Trash. And we're also gonna ruffle some feathers there. But we like strong coffee, that's why. Yeah, it's like let me let me give you some a water. sprinkle of coffee grounds with your water. Yeah, here's some brown water. For all the, those people out there who like Dunkin' Donuts, I'm not hating on you, but you know, it it is trash coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, my percolator that I got from my grandmother, this thing is over 80 years old, Faberware. Is we the, don't have it, it anymore. Makes, it broke. I, have, well, I have another. No, no, the cord exploded, but I got another cord. Yeah, Jen and I were in the kitchen when it literally popped and started smoking. I was like, well, here goes our house. <laughs> I blame my sister for that. No. But honestly, it makes the best coffee. Folgers. Just give me some Folgers and give me my percolator. Boom. So long story long, uh, that's my low. <laughs> is, <laughs> is Let's bring this people, back around. How people waste wedding cake. What's your low, John? I'll, I'll do my low last. My high. My high is, and I, I've brought this up a couple times with you. Is, making Kobe a tent. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, yeah, I do make Kobe a tent at night. I take the <laughs> towel and I wrap it around part of the end of the bed and like angle it down so he can have something to sleep under. Because Kobe liked to sleep under our bed, but he can't fit under it. But. We need to get that uh, dog bed that's like a half. It almost looks like a um, Where he pocket. can crawl into a cave. It's a pocket. We yeah. keep digressing. Okay, what's your high? Uh, my high is us being more aware of how we're talking to each other. Uh, to be on a little serious note, like I'm, I'm kind of proud of us. Alex and I are so good when it's just like the two of us. And then when we get around other people, we're in a group setting. For some reason, it's like, I don't know if it's a competition or what it is, but we're always like, button heads a little bit yeah and like we joke on each other and then somehow one person one of us is going to joke too much and piss the other person <laughs> off so like i think we're being more aware of like supporting each other in <laughs> public settings so we're not and we're not other. like making digs at one another because right. it's so easy to do that because we know each other so well it's like i'm i could call you on this you'd call me out on that right so maybe it's just a sign of maturity maybe we're getting a little bit more mature wow, we're go us well we're definitely feeling older our bodies oh my god i have whiplash from playing volleyball yesterday my neck i i am just the most stiff person right now i thought you did that in the car like you cracked it wrong no, it was when I dove for the ball, saved it, and then you missed it. Oh, it was me. Okay. Yeah, you're the reason why we lost right, all right, games. Right. We'll we'll literally dive into that in a couple of minutes. No pun intended. Which, oh yeah, <laughs> nice. What's your high? My high is actually this is so dumb. Getting my nails done. I never realized like how nice it is to have a fresh set of paint and like nice manicured nails it makes you just feel good every time alex goes to new york she gets these like spiky nails in the south she's got like normal nails painted they're not now spiky. she's like i'm getting these these wolverine no claws. they're not spiky they're almond shaped they were spiky when lexi did them if you guys haven't heard of the show unpolished our friend lexi she is a nail artist lexi martone go lexi but she did my nails once because she used my hand as a hand model because i guess i have long lanky fingers y'all are so extra but they were so sharp but no these ones are almond shaped almond shaped? almond yeah so they're nice but anyway i just this is my high is like looking at my hands and being like wow 
I feel like a girl for once. Not, I'm gonna, not practical for volleyball. Or having contacts. Or typing. <laughs> Keep or going, holding John. a camera. Uh, are you serious? No, I feel or like I have, picking crusties out of your eyeball. I have extra grip. I might be good for crusties in your eyeball. <laughs> you could impale your eye, but I'm enjoying them. I'm going to keep them up. Anyways, what's your low? My low. So my low is going to correlate with today's topic, and my low is my competitive behavior in volleyball, and just like how angry I get watching other people fuck up <laughs> mid-game. Like we all join this league for fun. But no one's having fun or I'm not having fun when we're losing. I w would say like, I think you're on your own there because I have fun still. Yeah, you, But you get heated too. We I all do, get I heated. I do. I do. But like, I definitely, I, I think I'm the team cheerleader. Like I'm. You are. You said that last time. You are the team cheerleader. Yeah. Like I'm always trying to keep the you're spirits high. You're also the team high. score keeper. Yeah. Well, because, you know, no one remembers the score and I'm like. Okay, then I'll just yell at every... I'm already yelling. I might as well yell the score. So, but I don't know. I just think that I try to remember that it is for fun. But like, I will look over at you and I'm like, you are a big pile of steamy anger I know. over there. I know. So that's my low. But we digress because I don't want to get too much into it. Because today's topic is about competitiveness and when is it too much or when do you go too far with it, right? So that's kind of what we want to discuss today because you grow up in society, in our culture and like joining competitive sports, like it's embedded in you since a kid. I grew up playing soccer. I wrestled, even like I swam too. I didn't do any of the really cool sports, but like... <laughs> <laughs> But like any of those, I was always very competitive in. Like I sucked at it, but I was competitive. And so like that competitive nature has stayed with me into my adult years. I think it's natural for everyone to be competitive, but when it crosses a line and starts impacting your relationships or your friendships, that's when you need to kind of take a step back and reflect and say, what is going on? Why am I the way I am? Why are you the way that you are? So, I mean, like you, I know, get competitive in sports and it's very quickly triggered when other people on our team fuck up. Like that is when you get the most pissed, I think. It's because it's out of your control and Which, you just want to win. Disclaimer, I have no right to be like that because I've never played volleyball in my life. Also, you fuck up too. Not as much as everyone else. Oh, but anyways, okay. if anyone was the most durable, reliable player on the team, it's, it's me. me. I'm not going to say durable because I almost blew my knee out. But yeah, like I don't have any right to be like that. But it's not like it affects my mood and my annoyed and my pissed. Yeah. But like after the game, whatever, I'm fine. We are there to have fun at the end of the day. And it's to, to spend time with friends and family who we never really get to see. Right. And I think it comes down to, again, like what is your why? Like why are you playing the game? And then like that has to be your ultimate factor as to, to your, win to definitely your, to win oh my god see and this is why like this is why you have a miserable time playing I mean, everyone for, else can have fun see not for nothing though like you're saying everyone else can have fun but like i have side combos with some of the guys on our team where it's like we're here to win we are here to win we're well, not then I'm join just more, a different league I'm you just guys more can vocal. all join a different league together everyone then. wants to dump on me because i'm the vocal one about it on the court but there's definitely a hidden text that no one yeah, knows but about it's just about like being supportive like again why are you there it's not like we are paid athletes who are on tv like this isn't a huge competition it's really just to have fun so the fact that like you let it ruin your mood i get i get wanting to be competitive and wanting to win because it sucks to lose no one likes i losing. mean ruin my mood it's mid-game yeah there's gonna be tensions and there's gonna That's like be the like people who get pissed and let it ruin their days when like their favorite sports well, team loses like no, no, motherfucker 
Taylor, you are not on the team. Like you, like this has nothing to do with you. I am on the team one and two. I said it doesn't this affect team. my whole day. It affects me during the match. But it doesn't matter. Like it, nothing matters. It doesn't matter. Uh, I think tons of things matter and <laughs> winning is one of them. Okay. Well, and this is why we need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, you know, you, you need to pick and choose and you need to not make it affect your life so much. But I do think, though, that overly competitive people, I'm not pointing at you, John, can ruin relationships with their competitive nature. So, like, I, I want to go back. The only thing that I'm competitive in is volleyball. There's literally nothing else that we do that I have any sort of competitive bone <laughs> in my body about. So, like, that's true, which is hilarious because <laughs> I've never played volleyball. So, being in a competitive relationship, though, I feel like could be exhausting. Have you ever been in a relationship where someone was just one upping you, whether that was a friendship or a romantic partner? No, not at all. Friendships? You haven't? Oh, you friendships, yeah. I was saying, like, relationship wise. Yeah. Know, I would have to say the most competitive relationship I've been in is with you because you are an athlete. Like you are a competitor and you have been your whole life. I am going to say me too, but I wasn't like really good at anything. It's probably because not that I'm an astrologist, but because we're both Taurus. Tauruses. True. <laughs> Taurus. Butt heads a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, Friendships. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think everyone can think of that one person who is a one-upper, but... You know, dealing with that in friendships is a completely different topic. And I think the older you get, though, too, is like, I think when I was younger, bother me and I would try to be like, oh, you're good at that. Well, I'm good at this and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. And the older you get, I'm like, I don't really give a, I don't right. give a fuck. Right. It's not cool. a competition. That's cool, man. Have you been in past relationships or friendships where you have had a competitive nature or the your friend or significant other has been the one? Not necessarily. Well, again, like I feel like you and I have a healthy level of competition, but I feel like, again, we could all think of those friendships where it's like a little bit toxic and you, your friend can't genuinely be happy for your successes or you feel like they are constantly one-upping you. If you're in a relationship where this is going on, I feel like it's so much more unhealthy to be in a romantic relationship with someone who's overly competitive with you because that's just like a constant competition then. Is it good to be in a healthy like competitive healthy relationship? Like should you even be competing with each other at all? For me, I think it's like healthy competition. Like what is, well, all right, well, I guess like what is healthy competition? I mean, personally, I think healthy competition is like you are competing against one another, whether that being like a game or a sport or whatever, like your fitness or health and but supporting but each supporting other, each other. exactly. Yeah. And just being like, for, for example, like when we do play volleyball, if like someone on the other team has an awesome serve, I'm like, holy shit, that yeah. was an awesome serve. Like, and it's healthy competition, even though we might've lost a point to their awesome serve. I'm like, I got to give it to you. That was awesome. You know, it's acknowledging that you guys both have the same goal, which well, is kind of to a respect win. thing too. You're but showing right. a mutual respect right. in the same time competing, you know? Whatever. Exactly. So I think some red flags though, that you are in an overly competitive relationship is when your partner isn't happy for you if you succeed in something and they are either one-upping you or not really giving you the space to acknowledge your success i think that that's a, a red flag you know what i think in one of our past podcasts we talked about healthy relationships and i think one of 
the points made of an unhealthy relationship is someone who does one up or doesn't acknowledge your accomplishments. Right. Like they just kind of like brush you off as if like you are successes. Yeah. Like it's just what. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Or like compromise, you know, like if you think that your way is the best way and the right way, like that's a form of competition because you just think that you're elite and whatever you say goes. Well, you're also making your significant other seem inferior than like their point is irrelevant and not accurate. You're not listening to their view, I guess, or like their point, even competitiveness in the workplace. Like that's a norm where, especially if you do sales or something like that, it's like whoever hits their quota of this makes this much, whoever hits this gets this gift or this bonus, you know? So you're in this workspace where you are there to compete and like you can get that mixed up with jealousy and- But I think in something like that though, like there is space for everyone to do great. You know what I mean? Like I think if you are succeeding or if someone else is succeeding, like if their why or if their end goal is to have everyone succeed, like they're not going to rub that in your face. They're gonna be like, okay, like these are the tools that I'm using to do well. Like, let me help you. Mm, Not necessarily. Especially sales. It's like, oh, we have a first place, second place, and third place. There's 15 of you. Like, you got to hit your quote, hit your quotas. So, like, sabotage. You think that, like, people are out there sabotaging Fuck yes, people? 100%. I wonder if that happens in relationships, too. Like, if there is a discrepancy between who brings in more money in the family, like, in a relationship, if someone is a breadwinner, does your partner try to sabotage your work? Like, I could see that. I could see that, too. Jealousy. Or like guys being emasculated by their their partner making more money than them, you well, know? Right. I could I could see this, not that like I have an example of like this actually happening, but I could envision someone someone's jealousy or someone's like competition of wanting to make more money than their partner and then putting on like more roles for them so that like they can't work or they can't move forward in their career because you have to take care of the kids, you have to stay home and do this and it's and it's not necessarily because you know they need to do those things it's a competition of like oh well i still want to be the breadwinner and making them feel more secure in their themselves right yeah well and i think that's just like where if you are an unhealthy competitor that's where it comes from It's, it's from a place of insecurity because a healthy competitor is secure in themselves and they again like they're happy for everyone's success and they respect their opponent, adver- yeah, their, their opponent. adversary or their <laughs> yeah. opponent. You yeah. know, like wow, that was legit. That but was- the thing is, like, in your when you're in a relationship, your partner is not your opponent. You are on a team. Ke- say that one more time. <laughs> when you are in a relationship, your partner is not your opponent. They're your teammate. Yeah, and I think that- I think people lose sight of that. I can right. see that. Well, even with us, like on a competitive team. We have gotten snippy with one another. Again, if like I'm a serve. <laughs> well, both of us. Yeah. And then and like we got to take a step back from each other, give ourselves a minute. And then we're like, dude, what? Like we need a we're a team. But if you look at any relationship like a team, if if you compare it to a sports team, if a sports team is not getting along, if they are not on the same page and there is no communication, they are ultimately going to fail. They are not going to win at their sport because they're not connecting with one another and their their goal is the same but if you're if you're running around in circles and just like being pissed at one another like you're not going to get there 
I think respect for the person also is a big factor. How do you plan to survive in a relationship when you don't respect or support your partner or your teammate, you know? Well, right. Like if you feel like you are taking digs at your partner to try to belittle them or bring them down or like maybe this is happening to you, like how this is the person who's supposed to be supportive of you. And if they're not, who who is? Right. In a relationship, though, you just never want to feel like less of a person. It shouldn't be a competition with this, with someone you love. You want to be building each other up and bringing, bringing out the best in one another. And for us, I mean, that really hits home with us because with our competition does make us better as a team, as a company. It tries us to be more creative. It makes us want to be more innovative with what we're doing, you know? Because if you're if you're just if you're just comfortable where you're at, like you're not going to grow. And I think us competing with other companies out there with like what we do, like it's a healthy competition, you know, when we strive to be like other companies. Well, you know? I think just like being in a healthy competition with yourself, like you should really only be competing against you and you being better as a person. Like who cares what the fuck everyone else is doing? Like just try to be the best version of yourself. Well, I mean, I don't know because it motivates me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that like because someone else does well doesn't mean that you need to try to bring them down. And like, but because it comes from a place of jealousy. Mm, I'm being devil's advocate with that because when I see other TikTokers doing better or other maybe film companies that are that are very successful, am I jealous of them? Yeah, I don't. But I don't think jealousy altogether is something negative because I think that jealousy makes me strive to be better. Like, I'm am I jealous of them? Yes. Do I want to do as well as them? Yes. They motivate me to do better. But it's not like a a negative connotation that I have with it. I think it just depends on like how it makes you feel. Like if you're getting negative feelings and like, I don't know. Cause <laughs> like I, if you feel like shit, like, Oh, there's so much better than yeah, me. I like, fucking hate it. Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of times like jealousy is associated with a negative feeling because like you're not feeling good if you're jealous from someone like, and you shouldn't be jealous. It should be served as motivation. a motivation. Yeah. Or like, or again, if like you're feeling like these people aren't motivating to you and like you are jealous, then unfollow them or like get them out of your life. Just like if someone is being super competitive with you, bringing you down and making you feel like a piece of shit, get them out of your life. All right. I get, I guess I see that. I think the other thing for me is jealousy sparks motivation. I'm going to say that. Jealousy for me sparks motivation for me to do something. You're looking at me like, no, that can't be it. Why not? I just think maybe like you're using jealousy as like the wrong term. Yeah. Like I think that like you're. Yeah. If I'm looking at someone, I'm like, dude, that guy makes a million dollars a year. Oh my God. I'm so jealous of him. I want to be like that. What is he doing that's making him successful? Because jealousy is like rivalry, though. Like, it, it, you feel like the term jealousy means that, like, you are in competition with this other person. That's why you have that feeling. And you're not. Like, there is no competition there. Like, just because someone else is doing great doesn't mean that you can't do great as well. Like, but, there is no competition. But no one's saying you can't. I'm not saying I can't either. But, like, that competition, if jealousy stems with competition, competition is motivating me as well to do better. Sometimes yourself is not enough motivation to do better. Maybe you need other outliers or other external... Your haters are your motivators. Yeah. <laughs> external external forces can motivate i i just think it comes from within though like you want to do as best as you could do let's agree on this i think internal factors and external factors affect 
motivation levels. Sure. Agree. Do we agree on that? Yeah, whatever. (laughs) So if you're in a competitive partnership, what are some tools that you could use to help deal with that? Communication. (gasps) Communication. Communication. You need to talk to each other about what's going on, Mm -hmm. what's affecting you. Like, be like, hey, I need you to support me not you know one up me or like brush it off like it's not a big deal because what's important to me should be important to you i think one thing that we say all the time which always serves as a reminder which we were talking about earlier is just saying like hey we're on the same team don't get pissed at me we're on the same team here like there's no reason to argue and just to go back to what your why is like we are on the same team we are in this together that really um resonates with me it's so easy to like get annoyed with your partner and think they're against you when really they're your biggest cheerleader like Mm -hmm. if you succeed they succeed and vice versa and like that's how it should be right well and right they should be your biggest cheerleader so if they're not you do have to communicate that and say like hello, we are on the same team. Like, I don't know, this isn't a competition. But if you are in this type of relationship, don't make yourself smaller to fit into whatever their mold of success is for them. Like, don't be a smaller or a less version of yourself so they could feel like they're winning in whatever sense of this competition is for them. Keep being you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just feel like sometimes people fold in relationships just to make things easier. Is it worth being in a toxic relationship just to like avoid a competition if someone is being overly competitive with you? No. I also think addressing it early on, like don't let this behavior add up, build up, where it's the norm, you know, if it's, if it's happening frequently, like this needs to be addressed. Address it. Yeah. Like stop, talk about it and point it out to your partner. If you feel like they are, if they are taking digs at you or trying to lessen something like a success of yours, I would say, Hey, like what, what's going on? Why do you feel like you need to talk to me this way? Or why can you Why are you talking down to me? Yeah. Or like, why are you not happy for me in this situation you know a win for me is a win for you and it should be just always in the back of your mind you are in this together you know like that's that's so key to remember that like why are you with someone if it's not a joint effort to make each other better okay so overall there is a fine line between healthy competition and unhealthy competition in life in work and in relationships and you need to really determine what that is so i think that's uh pretty much it what's next do you want to compete for uh would Would you you rather rather? do you want to go first i will go first in honor of pride month would you rather experiment sexually with the gender you don't prefer or experiment with presenting as the gender you don't identify with well, happy Pride Month, but I would probably say that I'd have to uh, present myself as a gender that I don't identify with because I'd love to know all the shit that guys get to just get away with on a daily basis. What do you mean? Like, like you're just as a guy, people think you're a guy, so you're going to like, like act like a guy? Like not getting bothered walking on the streets, like feeling <laughs> safe walking places. Oh, oh, like, okay. oh, like that, you okay. mean? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> so yeah that okay fair enough i understand what you're saying there <laughs> yeah exactly don't argue with me but that is tough because there's some hot ladies out there <laughs> how to get that in john <laughs> don't worry i still love your penis okay i prefer your penis oh boy okay john would you rather clog the toilet on a first date or clog the toilet on your first day at a new job Ooh, that is a tough one that's a tough one. Right. Like you're working my, with new employees or like a potential new partner. Shoot. 
I'm trying to think of my answer. There's a lot of factors to that, Al. Like one, are you at the girl's house? Yes. You're like not at a restaurant. Like this is at their home. Counter to that though, I've worked at a branch of a bank in a strip mall and there was like 15 employees all at the desk and there's one toilet in the back, but it's like all next to the desk. So that would be a nightmare too. That's, I, oh, oh boy. You know what? <laughs> I think clog the toilet on my first date. I, yeah, I would agree. And because- I would just walk. I'll just take a. I'll take an L. I'll take an L. I'll never see her again because at work I clogged the toilet. And then how long right. am I working there? Exactly. Or like now that so many people that know and like this is now the work joke and like that's how you start at work. No, like that's absolutely tough though. Not. What if that first date could have been the love of your life? Well, I mean, there's plenty of fists. There's fists? plenty. There's plenty <laughs> of fists in the sea. There's plenty of fish in the sea, but also like if this person is is judging you because of your bowels, like then maybe you're not the person for me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway shitter's like, full yeah <laughs> that's a tough one that, yeah that was a good one um honestly that like shook a little fear into my soul because that could happen make you nervous well there was that one story of the girl who pooped in the guy's bathroom and then she tried she clogged the toilet and so tried to throw the turd out the window and it got stuck it, what? Was, it was a double paned window and so she tried to so it went through the window so like instead of going outside it like dropped into the double pane. So she had to try to reach her hand down. I don't know if this is a true story, but I heard <laughs> Did it somewhere. she scoop the turd on the She tried, toilet? but then she got stuck. So She got stuck, Yeah, like the turd her, got stuck. Her hand got stuck? Yeah, she got stuck, like trying to get her turd out of the window. Oh my God, pack I, it up. I mean, I need to, I don't I know. I would have gnawed my arm off. I need to know if this is a true story or not. I would not, have but... gnawed my arm off. Yeah. Ran out of there. Yep. Hi, uh, can you call the fire department, please? There is nothing that pisses me off more than stalls with no toilet paper or gyms with no paper towels. Like, I want to clean off some equipment and your paper towel dispenser. But is you're so adamant empty. with all your signs yeah. and they're like, make sure you clean your equipment. Like, make sure you put paper towels yeah. in the fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Refill this shit. <laughs> all right, moving on. Now we're getting lit off of another I topic. Would, yeah. We're going to talk about that <laughs> yeah. at some point. Now we're jumping into our segment, Give It To Me Straight, where we answer all of your burning questions. If you guys have any questions that you want us to answer, they are all anonymous. You can email us at hello at give it to me straight podcast.com. Question number one. So this is a follow-up question from someone who wrote in a few weeks ago. My future father-in-law and me do not get along whatsoever. So this was the girl... Who said the father-in-law was like talking about... Yes, I think... Other she, women. Yes, this was a girl who wrote in about her father-in-law showing her fiancé pictures of naked women. Oh boy. Yeah, so we have an update or just a follow-up. She said, my father-in-law and me do not get along whatsoever. When my fiancé was around, his dad straight up told me to leave my fiancé because it's not healthy for in-laws to not get along. My fiancé is caught in the middle. He told me that if I am not good with his dad, then I will not be good with him because his dad is the only thing he's ever had in his life, which is true. One side of me wants to marry my fiancé and tell my father-in-law to fuck off because I'm not going anywhere. And the other side of me makes me want to just pack up and leave and never return before we get married and more problems arise. Dude, at this point, I'd be fucking annoyed with my fiance for not having my back. Like if the if if you actually have a legitimate issue with your father-in-law, like blood, you're blood's blood though. You know what? You're not gonna I'm saying like you're not gonna change his but, mind on but that. But when you're married, like you're, you're not married though. No, but I'm saying, but when you are getting married, like your spouse becomes number one. Like that's although a, true. That's a whole nother topic though, if you are married. You you're in a phase where Oh, that's it, my point though. That's you just get out. You, that's my point. It's saying that like if your fiance is supporting your dad and not supporting you, I would take that as a red flag. Well, it tells you enough. 
enough right there. And yeah. like you're fortunate enough and lucky enough that this is happening now. Before you get married. Before you get married. I think you get out of that at that point. I mean. You're not going to you're not gonna change that. If my father, like your blood, this person who raised you is like, son, I don't like this person, whatever. Like that's, that's hard to. Um, Digest. I would not be able to handle that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you've but, been my role model my whole life or whatever. And you, but try to also, when you're in it, it's so much harder to like look at the issues at hand. Try to look at your relationship from a bird's eye view and, and separate just him and his dad. Besides that, are things good with you guys? Because if so, there has to be a workaround where maybe you guys create space. You have no, you don't have to have a relationship with his father, but if there are other issues besides this, like, and I'm sure there are, I know you're trying to keep together. Like, first off, I want to say by no means am I blaming this chick. Like you, you should just get out. I feel bad for the situation you're in, but like, what's that saying? Like when you marry someone, you're marrying the family unless somehow you guys move across country and you don't have to ever see them the one life you have you don't get along with your significant other's family that's tough i mean that's a huge factor of a relationship yes but like if because they come from a shit family does that mean that like your whole relationship is null and void i don't think so i think that like again that's why i'm saying if you look at it from a your, bird's your eye fiance view, or your boyfriend's already not having your back well, like right. that says enough right there. Right, 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 right. Yes. And I guess right. going back to us saying like you're a team, you're not a team there. True. Yeah. It's going to in the end, it's going to be the two of you. And it doesn't seem like it's that way right now. And even if like his dad is the only thing in his life, then your fiance should be putting in the work to make sure that like you guys can have a healthy relationship or that you guys do mend whatever issues are there between you, you know, like as opposed to just saying it's my dad or nothing. I just don't think that that's fair to you. You're not in a good position. Plenty of fish in the sea, girl. Ugh. Okay, Al, keep him or kick him. <sighs> kick him. It's, just, it's so shitty. It's such a shitty situation. Um, I mean, we're so we're so easily able to say that because we're not part of it. Right. But you know what? Fuck it. Honestly, fuck it. Like, what do you like? Get out of it. Get out of it. Like, it does not seem <sighs> like a healthy relationship at all. The fact that he's like defending his dad. And you know what? I don't blame him for that either. That's tough because that is tough. If my dad was so adamant, I mean, now yeah, we're married. But if married. your dad was a piece of shit, though, but like, you, but I wouldn't see him like that. You, you looking at your parents? Looking at my dad? Like my dad was my role model. I don't know. The older that you up. get, though, like you can look at adults and be like, "You're not the best." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you're a kid and you have no thoughts for yourself. Yeah, you look uh, at your parents yeah. like they're your heroes. But then when you're older, you form your own opinions, and you're like, you're "Yeah, actually but your not dad could great. be different around you than he is around other people." Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Either way, it just sounds like it's unhealthy, and you know, it's not a great situation. And I don't think that you would be writing in if you didn't have an idea of like what you, what your heart was telling well, you. Well, you're definitely conflicted. Yeah. Yeah. Which rightfully so. Ugh. I hope we, I hope we helped out a little bit. I hope. <laughs> John's like, kick him to the curb. But yeah. I mean, I'm so, f I'm just all about like, you have one life to live. I'm not saying that saying. Right. <laughs> you have one life to live. Why waste it on something where you're forcing something. Forcing. That, yeah, yeah. Forcing something in like everyone deserves the best. So question number two, 
My husband is not supportive of me. In fact, he gets jealous when things are going well in my career or life outside of our marriage. My mother passed away when I was 24, and my biggest takeaway from her life was not to let anyone stop you from being who you want to become. She didn't do things she wanted to do because my dad didn't support her. I guess my question is, do I just keep doing what I've been doing and make decisions without his support, or should I take a more drastic step? Any advice would be appreciated. Thank you both for the weekly laughs and advice. Okay, so her husband's not supportive of her. Well, wow, girl, <laughs> this episode is for you. I think this just proves that it happens more often than not that people are in unsupportive relationships. And not that it has to do with competition, but the fact that like he doesn't jealousy. appreciate. Yeah. Insecurity, jealousy. Yeah. That is 100% his own insecurities. And I would say, don't stop doing you. You keep pushing forward. And like whatever goals that you have for yourself, like regardless of whatever your husband thinks, do them for you. If they are for the greater good of you guys in your relationship or just you as a person if you're not hurting anyone along the way um it's like it's like you try to surround yourself with supportive people and maybe he was supportive in the beginning and then people change and that sucks and then you're locked into something you know but that's again where it comes down to communication i would ask him just be like why aren't you supportive of me or happy for me when i do x y and z yeah when i do x y and z or when i accomplish this or that you know and just be like where is this stemming from i'd be like what's going on in your life that's making you be this way right just be blunt get down to the core of it what's going to make you feel more secure in yourself please go do that because you're really fucking with my mojo yeah exactly you should keep doing what you're doing it sounds like you're driven and you want to succeed and there's nothing wrong with that don't ever feel guilty for being that way right and wanting to pursue what you want to do because at the end of the day I, I mean you said this all episode is like you have one life but like are you going to look back and regret not doing the things that you've wanted to do because someone else you would end up kicking yourself in the ass if you didn't pursue the things that you want to and do you know you never know someone's gonna even be in your life at that point like you're gonna let someone affect your life now to where 10 years down the road whether it's a friend even a family member or even someone you're in a relationship with they may or may not be there and you'd be like damn five years of my life went by and i let this dickhead pretty much tell me what i should or shouldn't do keep doing you boo boo don't don't stop believing <laughs> in yourself yeah but anyways, guys, I think that's all we have today. If you want to email us any questions, you could reach us at hello at giveittomestraightpodcast.com. You could find us at giveittomestraightpodcast on Instagram, and you could go to our website at giveittomestraightpodcast.com. All right, guys. Thank you Wait, so much. No. What? What? And if you're liking our podcast, guys, please leave us a five-star rating. We really appreciate, appreciate it. it. <laughs> and just tell uh, John how much you love his mustache. I think also I do like like how she gave us a um, secondary email about what's going on. Like, tell us what's going on. Right. We want your updates. If updates, we've, If please. we've given you uh, our, our straight. Unless, unless we like horribly ruined your life then i don't want to know don't it wasn't don't us you, yeah we didn't that's gonna you, make me shut this podcast i'm like i just ruined advice. someone's life i'm done with this great yeah. but that's all that we have for today we will see you guys next week ciao ciao bye, bye.